Welcome to Remote Control, the Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On today's episode, we're talking about the new season of Game of Thrones with Jamie Lannister himself, Nikolai Costa-Waldau. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Deborah Birnbaum from Variety, and it's my pleasure to welcome Nikolai Kostowaldow. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So you were just about to tell me a great story. Well, it, it was so just that whole, it. it was that whole thing about um, we, we just before we started, we talked about if I'd done any podcasts before, and I'd done a couple, and uh, and then uh, you know um, I was doing this thing in New York, and and it, it's basically a story about what what can you say and what shouldn't you say, and how how revealing do you want to be and, and or not. And I, I had this story, and, and you know, in the conversation we were talking about when I was really young, I had this thing I wanted, like you know, as I think a lot of young male actors, that at least when I when I started out twenty five years ago, you know, back then it was still the actors of the seventies that were like you know that we all loved and, and admired, you know, the Denario of the seventies, the Pacino, and of sure. course Brando and all of the method, of course. the idea of method acting, and of, of course we all. You know, then you dabble in it. You want to, you want to do it for real, and um, so one of my first jobs was in a movie, and in that movie I was supposed to do these scenes where I was really uh, high on coke, and I thought, well, great, I'm just gonna have to do this for real. Now, when I did this, <laughs> then um, I had a, a, a friend sitting in, uh, and he's actually here right now. And I wasn't sure if it was okay to tell this story because, it, you know, taking illegal drugs, substances, that might not be a great thing to do. I mean, I thought it's a funny story. So I, I looked at him and I went, um, I'm not sure I should tell you this. And I, and I pointed at my nose. <laughs> he didn't pick up on that signal. And then he thought I meant because I broke my nose when as a kid. Mm-hmm. And clearly he hadn't been listening to what I was telling. So he just looked up like confused and I was like, my nose. And he said, yeah, giving me the thumbs up. So I told the story. And then after, he's like, why would you tell a story about <laughs> doing cocaine on a movie set? That's crazy. Um, but my, the point of the story was that I did, and it turned into the most embarrassing moment. One of the moments, I've had many embarrassing moments, but there was this, basically, I, was, I, I took this coke. I was doing a, a, one very simple take, running up the stairs. And the, the, the director yelled, cut. And I ran down the stairs, and I right up in his face and I was like was that okay was that okay I mean I can do it fast I can do it slow if you want to slow I mean should I stop on the way up I mean, and, and then my the fellow actor kind of pulled me away I was like you're so high stop it and then I got paranoid so basically my point is uh, it doesn't work for me the whole you know doing it for real I also tried it with alcohol these substances I just uh, my body doesn't tolerate illegal substances basically so public service message don't do drugs do not do drugs <laughs> It's not. You it's not going to help your performance as an actor. It might help you in other, you know, areas of life. I don't know, but it doesn't work for me. See, we went down to a positive message. Look at that. Yeah. Well, we aim to please. So, since we're telling stories, you, you know, you tell the story about an embarrassing moment. Do you have an embarrassing moment from the set of Game of Thrones? Um. Well, uh, do I have any embarrass? I mean, well, I mean, just um, the usual. Uh, making 
I mean, there's a lot of just basic bad acting where you, the director will tell you that's just horrible. But no, I perish the I, thought. I don't believe it. I can't remember anything, but it'll come to me when we talk. Suddenly, something will pop into. To, All right. To my so head, we're hopefully. talking a couple of days ahead of the premiere. Yes. You're anticipating it. You haven't seen it yet, right? I haven't seen anything. You know, um, uh, um, and that's the because now we're at this point where, uh, you know, in the beginning of the show, the CGI was minimal. Um, those uh, animals that appear, those dragons, were not, they didn't exist in the beginning. But they were just babies. Then. They were like, well, they were just eggs in the beginning, and then they were hatched and they became small. Now they're like Boeing 747s flying around. And, it, you know, it's so, so there's a lot of things that you just have no idea what, how that will look. Um, so that's going to be exciting if, if they do make an appearance in, in episode one. Who knows? But um, I but think we'll see dragons. I, I, I think so too. But I can't, I, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing the whole thing. How, do, how does this season feel for you compared to seasons past? Well, it, it, it feels, well, it's the end now. We have these, I mean, this season seven and then eight, six, but it's like 13 episodes is kind of the end of the show. And, and you know, because now we have most of the characters uh, close to each other, right? And they're, they're all back uh, in Westeros and they are ready to, to battle it out for for the kingdom and of course then also we have the threat of from the north which is you know we've seen it it's so real so I think that the, the, the feeling now is that also when we shot it you do have a feeling like this is so exciting and everything's happened suddenly you know the build up has been like six years and it's been very slow and you, it sometimes felt like the world was just expanding and expanding and expanding but now everything is going very fast um, that's that's the feeling so I'm excited for people to see it and how are you feeling personally as an actor knowing that the show is ending? Is it emotional for you? No. No, no, it's not <laughs> emotional. I mean, I'm going to miss the people I work with. I'm going to, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been such a... I've never done a job that, that you know, took up so, so long, uh, such a huge chunk of my, of my life. It's usually, you know, you do this uh, job and it's three months or maybe six months if it's a play. Or, but, but this has been so long, so you actually get to know people uh, a lot better and you've you you know you've been part of people's lives and they've been part of your life for for so long and and uh, and you can you know just you know the physical difference with, with is is just stunning we have you know especially of course with the kids like uh, Maisie and Sophie like they're these young you know women now and you know Isaac and, and they're like little kids and but also on the crew we have you know, couples have been formed. We have children that were born on the show. I mean, um, the same with the writers. They've all have. I mean, it's it, there's just something very special about that. And now I'm going to miss, you know, the people. I'm also going to miss the show. I mean, it, it's for me, the, you know, Jamie is such a great character. And it's been fun. But what I love about it is that it's, we're telling one story, and, and, and it was just a very long story. So, um, and at the end of the day, that's that's um, the nature of of of, of what I do is that you you engage with something and then you move on to the next thing. And it's also one of those things that, that I think for me and I think for most actors is the hardest thing to learn when you start out is that, that I remember the first couple of movies or, or plays, I was I loved it so much and I was like you almost fall in love with each other. You're doing this thing together and it's the most exciting thing in the world and it's the most important thing in the world and my God, we're gonna we're gonna stay in touch forever. We're gonna be friends forever. And of course, 
as soon as the last day comes around, you you wave goodbye and then you might see each other on no another postcards. project for another 10 years, but that's the way it is. Sure. Uh, and that takes time to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I've just, uh, yeah, but I have learned it. So I'm, I keep saying with Game of Thrones, no, no, it's just another job because I kind of, I don't want to to get too attached. Or I don't want to, at least I, maybe I'm just trying to fool myself. Because there's no question this show is going to be part of uh, whatever I do for the rest of my life, I think. I think so. It's kind of amazing how much the show has blown up. Is there a moment where you feel like this is the moment you realize when the show was like this huge hit? I think, um, I mean, for me, I mean, the first season came about, and it was it was only in. I mean, I'm from Denmark. It aired on a on a on a this tiny little channel. No one was watching it. I was getting, of course, people. My you know my agent in, in the U.S. was telling me it was doing very well over here. But you're, you're used to agents blowing smoke. <laughs> Those your ass. They'll say anything, right, to make you feel good about yourself. But then we did uh, Comic-Con uh, after season one. And walking into the whole whole H in San Diego, which was packed. It's a and thing. People, it's an experience. People went nuts. And I was like, oh, I, well, I guess they like the show. So I think that was, that was, um, that was a turning point. I thought, okay, we, we're probably going to get to do this a couple of years. Um, but then since the fact that it's kept growing that's what's what's been uh, I think uh, such a surprise to everyone and now it's like everyone in the world and you know I've I've been very lucky I've traveled a lot and it it, it hasn't been anywhere where people don't you know watch the show and it's you know whether it's Dubai China Africa it's like it's 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 pretty amazing and I and I'm not sure why but I think one of the reasons of course is that it's about people, and we—I mean, even though we think we're so different, I think the human condition is is, is something we all share, whether we live um, in uh, in our part of the world or a different part. And then I think that the what it it does so well is that it, just because it's set in in this parallel universe, that you you're not you know confined to this being a, a specific town in the U.S. or in Europe. So you can there's something for everyone. Um, I think maybe that's it. But, I mean, who knows? I don't think anybody can really... I think at the core, George R. R. Martin, you know, came up with some amazing characters and uh, some really surprising uh, plot points. Absolutely. And then David and Dan did a great job of adapting it. Brilliant, those two boys. It's it's really annoying. (laughs) Uh, Because I keep... I'm one of those annoying actors, and and they'll tell you that. I drive them crazy with suggestions and... Questions and I'm not happy with this and that and and uh, and then you know we shoot it and it turns out really well and then I have to go oh I guess you were right <laughs> but that's just the way it is and they usually are. Can you think of an example of something that you didn't want to do that turned out better than you um, thought it would? Oh, every scene I'm I'm always questioning. I mean I, that's just the way it is. I'm I'm not you know I'm not I'm not fighting them but I'm just questioning everything because I have to understand. Because also a lot of things, I mean, you know, I only have to look at my piece of the puzzle. Sure. So I, obviously you go really deep. And with Jamie, there's so much to, to dive, you know, to dive into. And there's the history with Cersei. And, and you know, I have to remember that the show is not about Jamie Lannister. It's not? Oh, my <laughs> no. God. <laughs> but I think that's a normal thing for all actors. You're so focused. You have to, like, you, 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 you go into all these nuances, and that's what, 
what enriches the hopefully that part of the, the, the puzzle. So it's obviously I could I could definitely use at least five six episodes a season that just focused on um, on uh, what he was going through and how difficult this is and I mean all those things. So I can't give you one specific example because uh, there are so I mean more or less every scene I, I question why they do that and they they give me a good reason and then they go oh that makes sense and and it always makes sense. I hate to admit it, but it does. It's okay. We won't tell anybody. No, good. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not recording this. Talk about playing Jamie, though. He's such a complicated character and probably has gone through such a tremendous evolution over the course of the seasons. We yeah. had sort of an idea from him of who he was at the beginning, but now he's in a very different place heading into the season. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. When I met them, uh, Dan and David, first, they told me the first three years of, of the... I mean, if we, we were lucky enough to get three seasons, that was this arc of this guy who... Everybody despises, and he's known as a dishonorable oath-breaker. And then we find out, well, he did break his oath, which is true, but doing that, he actually saved this this you know capital, uh, the King's Landing, from annihilation. So it's a pretty good thing he did that. But... Um, and then, of course, the whole sister thing, and, 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 and you know, growing up without a mother and with this specific father and this specific family with all these circumstances that are um, that will mess you up and he clearly is messed up and then I like the idea that you have so many characters, often you see a story where a, a woman gives up her life to be with her husband and here it's kind of the opposite you have Jamie who gave up his life to be close to his sister to the woman he loves and has lived his life on on her terms. Uh, everything he's done has been to 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 be close to her, to protect her, to to serve her needs in many ways. And uh, what happens when? I mean, how far can you push a guy who's been so almost? He's almost been institutionalized in this in this in this world. First by his father, then his, his, his you know he's a, he's a soldier. He's been that, and then of course the the need he has from, uh, to be close to his sister. So I, all these things are interesting, and, 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 and will there be a point when he has to to change these ways? And then, of course, in season three, he meets uh, Brianna Tarth, which is, is, is a huge turning point, because suddenly he sees a glimpse of the outside world, and he sees a glimpse of what he... What he you know, I think he, he, he reflects himself, sure. the better part of himself. And that was, I think, the beginning of, of this journey um, for him to, uh, to grow into a, to another person, hopefully a better version of himself. So what's his state of mind going into this season, given last oh, I season's think, cliffhanger? It, you know, I think the, the fact that his sister decided to blow up um, the set with... Uh, uh, I mean, I don't think it's... people. I've heard people talk about it as, well, this is exactly what the Mad King wanted to do and I, I I don't agree with that I don't think it's the same I think um, I mean she didn't blow up the whole city she blew up her enemies <laughs> she killed a lot of people well, she killed a lot of people I'm not I'm not justifying but I'm saying this was if 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 she hadn't if she'd gone to the sept she would have been killed she didn't expect her so she tried to save her son right she said okay we're gonna have to take these out this is a brutal thing we're going to get them all there, all the faith, the militant, the high septon, and the Tyrell family. 
the enemies, the one, the, all the ones that want me and my son dead, mm-hmm. will blow them up. Now, how'd that work out for her? It worked out really well, apart from the fact <laughs> that her son decided to to do a bungee jump uh, without a without a net. Well, yeah, he forgot the elastic band, whatever it is you put exactly. on. <laughs> Don't do that. No, um, another public service. So he message. comes. So Jamie, of course, comes back and he sees that not only did she was she successful in defeating her enemies, and which is you know you have to give her credit. It was a pretty genius strike. But um, the last, that last thing that connected her to, <laughs> I mean. The good thing about Cersei has always been the love she has for her children, and that's kind of what we've all been able to, you know, you've still been. A, you, I think if you can forgive her, and you can understand why she's acted because the way she has, because of of, of the love she has for her children, her, her need to protect them. Um, now her actions cost their last son to commit suicide. It's like, what? What are we doing this for? And I've, you know, I know without spoiling anything, but there is one line that Jamie has in episode one where he says, well, when he says, what are we doing this for? And she says, well, we're doing it for the family. He said, but there are, that's just you and me now. That's it. Mm-hmm. But she is hellbent on power. So what will Jamie, what will house, yeah, that's the whole thing. What will he do? What will Jamie do? We'll have to find out. Watch the show. And, and Sunday night. Sunday <laughs> night on HBO, 9 p.m. Is he going to be able to look at Cersei the same way, though? Is that love still there? Is it always there? I th- well, I think that's the... You know, if you've been with someone for 30 years or 25 years, how long they've been, like, romantically involved with each other, and you've been, you know, that's, this has just been... The, everything has been under pressure, right? Everything in their relationship has been a secret. It's always been this pressure of... You know, the stress must have been insane to keep this going, and and I think that they don't know any other way, or he doesn't know any other way. So even I think he knows it's it, this is not a good situation, and she is is not quite there. Uh, she has changed for sure. Um, and well, I mean, I hope that. I mean, of course, I I know what's going to happen. So, but you would think that it would give him pause for thought. You would think. You would think. But I don't think it's an easy thing because also they have responsibilities. It's a big house. They they're like now they're the rulers of the seven, probably just one kingdom. If you being serious, but there's a lot of people that are under threat. It's not just them. They have like like a whole army will have to, you know, they could possibly die. You know, the you know Daenerys is coming. All these people. So so it's not just like it's not just about them. It's about all the people of King's Landing. It's all about all the Lannister soldiers. It's about, it's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. deep, man. It's very deep. So you mentioned Daenerys is coming. She's also bringing your brother. Yeah, that's... Tyrion you haven't seen in a while. Nice, is it? No. Yeah. How's there. that reunion going to go? Well, well, if there is a reunion, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the last thing we heard was Jamie said, if I ever see him again, I'm going to kill him. So uh, I don't think that... That's the funny thing. I, I like the fact... You know, because you can understand, you know, everyone understands Tyrion because he's one of the heroes of the show, together with Daenerys and, and Jon Snow. But at the end of the day, if you just think about it, like he, Jamie helped him escape. And his, 
his his brother then goes and and kills their father. What the hell? Yeah, no, I know he wasn't. He didn't like him, and I know that that was you know they hated each other. Those two, but you don't kill someone. You just just walk away. You didn't have to kill your father. That's like it's messed up. And I think Jamie, he loved his father. I mean, and clearly, you know, his father his father favored him. There's no question about it. But it's um, it's not only reckless. It also, you know, Tywin was the strongest man in the Seven Kingdoms. That when they when Ty- Tyrion took him out, the whole family again was at enormous risk. So he he really, yeah, it's a difficult thing to uh, to forgive. I think it's probably one of the most interesting cases of sibling rivalry on television. <laughs> <laughs> These are three very interesting it's siblings. A, it's messed up. Where does that leave Jamie? I mean, is he is he starting to come to his own in terms of his own intelligence and confidence in himself? You would hope so. I mean, I think he's 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 he's, he's I, I I like him, and I, I clearly he you know he's he's a he's a very accomplished soldier, and he understands he understands uh, fear and fear of death and and fear of losing loved ones. And we, I, I really enjoyed last season when he had this great uh, you know he, he was sent off. You know, uh, the Tyrells wanted the, him out of the the capital, so they sent him on this stupid trip up to the to River Run to reclaim River Run. But the way he handled that, I thought, was really interesting. You know, the way he he managed to um, take that castle without uh, anyone being hurt was uh, was really cool, and 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 clearly also showed a, you know a different. Uh, he pr- he probably would have dealt with that dif- differently uh, before he lost his hand and you know before that whole change in his life. But I just he und- after losing Marcella, I think that moment, that very brief moment they had on the ship when he when she says, "I know, I know you're my father," I, you know, and I'm glad that you're my father, and you know the pride and the love he felt enabled him to use to understand. Uh, Edmure in that scene when he said, "Okay, uh, I understand you don't want to give up this castle. I get it, uh, you know. And if you don't, I'm going to have to tell you. I'll kill everyone in there." And he's and Edmure is still, uh, "Well, I don't care. You know, you do what you have to do." Okay. Uh, I also understand you have a son, yeah, and you haven't seen him. No, you haven't seen him. Okay, I'll tell you what. If you don't do as I say, I'm going to get hold of your son and I'm going to catapult him into that castle. And the fact that he said it, and Edmure knows that, okay, this guy is not, he's actually going to do this. But he, that thing about understanding, actually saving thousands of people's lives again by using the fear, Edmure's fear, and his, the love of his child. It's brutal, but it's, uh, it makes sense, and it's kind of what, <laughs> what all, I mean, that's kind of, unfortunately, the way... Uh, most of the world is stable today. It's the fear of losing is holding us from doing something stupid. Because every all these all you know all our world leaders have these buttons they can press, but they don't because they all have families, right? Right, she says carefully. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm not quite sure I'm following you now. <laughs> no, no, but, I got it. I got but, it. I'm just uh, making sure that our leader doesn't press any buttons. <laughs> yes. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Side note, we'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> after commercial break. <laughs> after commercial break. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> if we don't get canceled, this podcast doesn't get canceled. Um, Taco, you mentioned Brienne and his relationship yes. with Brienne. How did the, you talked about how that changed Jamie? But are we going to see them get back together? You think there's oh, hope for them? Oh, you would have to watch the show for that. Uh, of course, but it would do. be interesting. Clearly, they have. Uh, there's a connection there. Oh, that's a real connection. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is. There's no question that there's a, and I, you know, I think they have this real affection for each other and respect, and uh, and most importantly, they have real trust. They they're able to actually open up and 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 you know when they had this scene last year at River Run when she actually said because he is technically the enemy but she still told him exactly what the plan her plan was what she wanted to achieve and they kind of agreed on a a, a way to to solve this conundrum um and that's amazing cuz cuz none of those two characters trust anyone really so so that so yeah do they have like romantic feelings for each other i, I don't think i don't i don't think he's really capable of unless he he's able to completely uh uh, leave Cersei um, I don't think that's gonna happen I think he's a very monogamous man he's like faithful nothing's know, gonna break so. that love yeah you think it's what? I, I said so nothing's gonna break that love well I think Cersei. it's so messed it's so yeah I think he's um, no I don't I don't know well, you'll have to watch the show <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see how many times I can get you to yeah, say no. you're gonna have to, you're watch, gonna the have to watch the show you're getting very good at it Hey, okay. been on the show eight, eight years of practice. <laughs> Sorry, well done. Um, t- talk about you know. There's every season always brings you know the inevitable you know, mass murders or you know like there's going to be some characters killed off. Yes. Um, is that hard for you to see cast members go? No, I mean it's it's interesting because because that you know we've I've had that question before. Then like so when that happens, do you then all get together and do you like? Like say goodbye, and you you have like a big thing, and and no, we don't because I think you'd be doing it every week. Well, that's <laughs> one thing, but also the fact is, it's a it's it as I said before, it's a, it's a job, and and, and as uh, what we do is like all jobs, and I mean, they're not real people dying. <laughs> I mean, no, but you know, I mean, it's like sure. it's just the end of a it's the end of a storyline, and mm-hmm. then it was you know f- for everyone who's been part of it, it you know, as I said, yeah, you're gonna miss. The people, because hopefully you've had a good time. But but that's just the way it is doing what we do. So we haven't had any big. Uh, I mean, who knows what happens when when I mean I might be break down in, in floods of tears when I when I get killed off, unless I've already been killed off. Of course, exactly. you wouldn't tell me, would you? I wouldn't know. <laughs> but I just booked a, a show. <laughs> <laughs> but coming next season. Coming next season on Netflix. The twelve-part miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. No. But what's your reaction? What's the first thing you do when you get a script? Do you, you know, one of those that reads through it to no, see, like, did I make it to the end? Yeah, no, I do the. Yeah, I go and see if he's still around in episode ten or seven or thirteen or yes. yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, it's it's no, I I do I really enjoy reading the whole thing. And we, because because of the nature of the show and the, the way it's 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 produced, you they they have to. I mean, other television shows they will you know you you they'll write while you're shooting. It's not possible with Game of Thrones. They have to deliver all the scripts before we start. So you have the whole thing, as if it was a movie. You have the script, and 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 so we usually get them 
a month before we, we go into production. And that's it's always exciting just to see what happens next. And I remember, I mean, and also because the, na- the nature of the seasons have been very different. I mean, season five was such a, that was like the, the low point of, of, of in, 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 I mean, not it was a bad season, but it was just everything went wrong for everyone. It was just the depressing. It, like there were no, there were no moments of, 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 of joy or moments of light. It was just, you were in a dark, dark, miserable tunnel of grief and death and horror. Oh God! <laughs> and all men must die. All men must die. Um, and and then of course last year you had a lot, there were a lot of hope and and uh, you know um, was the Battle of the Bastards that was last year right which was such a gruesome horrible thing but it still had this these moments where you go oh, it's so good it's mm. so nice and there's actually good good can win like it, when when uh, Kit when Jon Snow like gets out of I mean I think that Miguel uh, the, the director the way they solved that moment when he's coming out of this pile of dead bodies right. it's just so beautiful and, mm-hmm. and, and, and poetic and, and, and uplifting in the middle of all that, that horror so 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 you had that then but in, in I just remember season 5 there was no there was nothing it was just ending with Jon Snow is dead John Snow's dead? Well, he died. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's really? <gasps> oh, my God. But I've, wait, Kit Harrington's still around, so who is he playing now? <laughs> exactly. No, but that was, um, yeah. What are we talking about now? I'm just talking. I'm just blah, 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 blah. No, it's fine. That's the danger of podcasts. I know. The recorder just goes. <laughs> but so you were describing the moods of season five and season six. Well, just the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and the, the, the joy of, of getting the mm-hmm. oldest scripts and reading the whole season. Right. And it's, it's really exciting. And then you just go, I wonder what happens next season. And then the bo- there's just, I mean, for now we've been doing this for, like, including the pilot, eight years. And those two, Dan Weiss, David Benioff, they just do not, I mean, I don't know how they do it, but just do not reveal anything to anyone. And it's amazing too, I mean, because, you know, and this happened last season, they were at the point when they surpassed the books. Yeah. It wasn't like you could read the books and figure no. out what was going. Had you been one of those people that was reading the books all along? No, no, I, I, uh, no, I stopped uh, after the first first book because I just thought that. Um, I mean, I was reading. I, I got. I mean, uh, Brian Cockman, um, who's also one of the writers. When we started out back then, he was the assistant to to, the, to Dan David, and he'd written these amazing um, biographies on all the characters. Um, with their history and, and you know wow. the way the the relationships were with the the other ca- the other characters, like a like a little character bible, and it was very helpful. And then I read the first book, and then and um, and then I realized there's so many there's still I mean it's an adaptation. There are so many things that won't be uh, part of the show that are in the books, and I just thought no, I can't. Uh, I gotta. F- I'm just gonna focus on on whatever this version that Dan and David wants to, to do. That's the one right. we're doing. Um, and uh, I haven't regretted that at all. If and when Jamie does die, how would you like to see him go? Well, I always say I want him to die of old age. Good answer. But um, Not in the Game of Thrones world, though. No, it's not going to happen, though. I think he's probably going to get fried, I would think, right? I mean, there's been... And this is just me speculating, but... Uh, 
and it might I mean it would be funny if it happened in this season because then it would be a weird thing to say I'm just speculating but guess what <laughs> but I'm just there's, there's been these moments that of where a fire plays a big part of the of the show but also in his storyline so I, I I could imagine that that one of those dragons would just uh, roast him so uh, yeah but that's just a one theory just or he or like there's also a threat theory of course he kills like a Romeo Juliet thing, he kills mm-hmm. um, either Cersei and then he kills himself, or Brienne kills him and then you know she, it, it, like that's very romantic. I think it's going to be less romantic though. Do you believe any of those theories? No, I don't. I you know I can see the whole thing about him killing Cersei also because of this prophecy with you know with the, uh, what's her name the frog. Um, I can't remember the lady. The the the, the, the you know the prophecy with mm-hmm. she's going to lose her three. Children and then her, just happened. her brother is going to kill her, and then you know you assumed it was going to be Tyrion, but then you know she's got another brother. She's got another brother and another l- lover. So so I, I that I, I can see that happening. But then again, I, I always I always go that's too obvious though. And maybe, but some maybe that would be the, the the twist that the obvious for once would happen. The same with who will end up on the Iron Throne. I mean, like it's so the buildup, of course, is that it's going to be Daenerys and mm-hmm. Jon Snow, and they're going to live happily ever after. Um, and you could see that happening, but I, oh, I don't really believe that's going to happen. It seems obvious. Too. Who do you think's going to? Do you think? Well, I was going to ask you. Do you think Jamie ends up on the Iron no, Throne? No, 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 no. But why I, not? Well, be, no, he's not. He's no. <laughs> it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. He's already been. He's had his ass on that seat once, and it was. It just cost him nothing but acne. After he killed the Mad King, he sat down for a second, and then that star came in and been like, "Oh, you, you, Oathbreaker, you're terrible. Hey, why just save the world? Yeah, no, you like Oathbreaker. Oh no, the man who pauses the sentence must swing the sword." Which is also, I've always found that amazing the way these things happen. The, the people we love, the people we, you know, we, we're so biased, right? So Ned Stark, early on, was the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. Now, the first thing he does in the show, more or less, is he kills an innocent boy whose only crime was to be really afraid because he just saw, like, monsters. So he's running from the monsters. But, no, you cannot run away from the Night Watch. We don't have to kill you now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like... It's a brutal world, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's it's terrible. You know, Ned Stark could have gone, you know what? I know you think you saw something crazy. It's all in your mind. We're going to send you down to the doctor, and then you're going to rest for a few days, and we're going to send you back to the night, Night's Watch. But no. Oh, he ran. We're going to swing the sword. So I think... So it's not like Jamie's soul is clean, though, either. He's not. No, 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 at all. No, I know he's he's a, he's 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 done horrible things. But um, my point is just Nestock did this because he thought that was the right thing to do. So that. But I also think that what Jamie does, he doesn't do it because I don't think he he's like evil. He did what he thought was necessary for the greater good. So trying to kill Bran Stark was an innocent boy, which is horrible. Yes. Well, for him, it was, well, if this kid tells anyone about what he just saw, it will mean the death of the woman I love and her children and me. And the, 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 you know, our family would lose all power. It would be disaster. So I'd better him than us. 
Now that's not very nice, but it it's what happens all. The time. It's like you being in the in the lifeboat on the Titanic. It's packed with people. There's no more room, and there's a kid down there in the water. And the choice now, and 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 for some reason you can't get in the water. You can't, but you can take your own kid and dump in the water and, and swap places with that other kid. Or now you could actually, for some reason, your kid is like a 12-year-old kid, and they're like two four-year-olds in the water. So they could actually fit in. So you could save two, but you would have to lose your own son. I love how you're trying to justify this. No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Keep going. <laughs> but would you? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not answering that. You would just go, hey, I'm sorry, kids. But my boy, that's my boy. I can't do that. Right? I'm not sure how that justifies pushing Bran Stark out the window. The thing is, if if that kid survived, your kids would die. If Bran, if your kids, you had your three kids standing there, and then this kid comes up, and you know, if if I don't kill this kid now, my three kids will get killed. What like about your right whole, now. What about your Ned Stark argument? The kid's crazy. What? You were just saying that Ned Stark should have told the kid that he was crazy and he didn't know what he just saw. Why didn't he try that argument with Bran? Well, I don't know, <laughs> because the rumors were already there. And Robert Baratheon kind of knew that he hadn't been fucking his wife for a long time. So he kind of knew that this is amazing. <laughs> she gets pregnant all the time. I don't and know how that these works. These kids look awfully alike. They look a lot alike. <laughs> yes. Something's up with these kids. Something's up with this. Oh, no. But my point is just, uh, I'm not justifying that he tried to kill Bran Stark. I think it's – but then I have another question for you. So if Brand, if the three-eyed raven is the all-seeing, all-knowing, all-everything, mm-hmm. and more or less the control of the future and the past and whatever, I don't quite know how it works, right? And the three-eyed raven is t- says to Bran, I've, you've al- it's, always, it's always been your destiny to become me, to become the three-eyed raven. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly it was in the cards that Jamie was going to push Bran out the window. Oh, there you go. Right? Sure. Oh, that hurt my head. Well, because if Hodor <laughs> sure. was already, when he was a kid, mm-hmm. destined to save Bran, right. the three-eyed raven, mm-hmm. then it was always, that was before Bran was even born, Hodor became Hodor. So he could serve Bran Stark. So he could be, so he could carry Bran Stark all the way up to the three-eyed raven where he's right. meant to be. Well, for him to be able to carry this cripple, the, the boy had to become a cripple. Thus, Jamie Lannister is the true hero of the story. <laughs> and, and all his sins are forgiven. All his sins are forgiven. Yes. It's all fine. Thank you. But he's still not going to end up on the Iron Throne. No, no, he's not. He's going to end up uh, roasted by, uh, I think, I guess. That's just, just a guessing. guess. I'm just guessing. So who do you think deserves the Iron Throne? I really don't think anyone. anyone as, 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 as they're doing now, uh, the way they've been behaving, I, I think the, uh, the Ice King deserves to be on the throne because these humans are f- fucking everything up. I mean, they're, they're like, you have, we have to work together, man. We have to come together, right? They're not doing such Don't a leave job. the Paris Agreement, okay? Mm-hmm. We all have to be in this together. The climate is changing. <laughs> it it's it's real. <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> it, all, it, all, it all comes back to Trump. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't want to talk about Trump. Um, um, what was I saying? No, but I think, um, I, you know, there's this thing uh, early on, and I can't remember season one or two, where Emilia, uh, not Emilia, Daenerys Targaryen, mm-hmm. has this vision mm-hmm. 
I don't even remember it. There's no, she walks through King's Landing. At one point, she's in the throne room, and it's destroyed, and snow is falling down. So I have a feeling if that is, that's premonition, that would, would be right, then I think they're going to have to abolish that Iron Throne um, for s- somehow. Or it's just going to be very simple. Tyrion's going to end up on the throne, which would make sense and would be good. I think Tyrion's going to end up on the throne. It's a good one. And he's going to call himself Targaryen. TT. <laughs> now you're just starting rumors. <laughs> Tyrion Targaryen. Well, there's also that is another That's rumor. Another there's theory. a rumor that he's actually another. He's a he's a, you know Rhaegar Targaryen was mm-hmm. a real. He, he was a slut. He doesn't look like his brother and sister. No, but, but so he's actually related to both Daenerys. There's half siblings: Daenerys, Tyrion, and Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. And the Targaryen would get the throne. How much do you engage in the fan theories? Are you out there on social media it's, playing around? I mean, it does feel no, like I, but I, I hear. I mean, it's difficult to avoid, and uh, like especially if you sit in, in. Like yesterday, I was doing a, a junket and, and spoke to I don't know a lot of journalists, and, and a lot of them have a lot of theories. Um, and uh, <laughs> so many stupid ones. What's the craziest one you heard? Well, that was yesterday. I didn't even know that thing existed. Uh, do you know what a merman is? No, no, she oh, has thank a you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> they looked at me as I was like an idiot. Well, a merman is a mermaid, a male mermaid. Oh, I thought you meant like in the Game of Thrones world. No. I mean, I've heard that, but isn't but, it ridiculous? Well, well, the, the, it would, why would that be in the Game of Thrones world? Because and of course, I'm going to yell that the online. Because that Varys is really a merman. Because <laughs> you never see his feet, and he's always floating through the room. <laughs> so he's just on his <laughs> on his spin. Like, I kind of thought it was funny. But I, I just didn't get it. I mean, I didn't I know what a merman was. And then I said to the journalist, so who the hell, get, name me one merman. And of course he said, well, Ariel's father. <laughs> Sorry. And he just knocked me down. I was like, shut up. Okay, wow. The crossover, Game of Thrones. I'm in the world, I'm in the world where the Disney cartoons is big. Like, like what Thro- are you talking about? Game Ariel's Thrones, father. Game of Thrones, Little Mermaid are having a crossover. I love it. It could happen. So there are some spin-offs in the works, we hear. That was another one. We, we, we talked about that yesterday. I was talking with Gwendolyn Christie, Christie, who plays Brienne, and she had the perfect one. It should be on skates. Just take the whole thing on ice. Oh, right? Mm-hmm. So just do a, like a world tour of the world of one of those. like You know you have Disney on ice, you just right. do Thrones on ice. I would love to go watch that. Not be in it? I would. Oh, yeah, no, I would be in it, yeah. I would skate the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is silly. This is silly. What would a Jamie-centered spinoff look like? What would you imagine that to be? A Jamie what? Spin-off? Centered. You know, oh, a spin-off it would that be, I think, it, I mean, you've got to give the fans what they want, right? You've got to be, so it's going to be a, 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 a Bramey, a Bramey sitcom. They finally get together. Seven kids. You know, they just can't stop themselves once they get into it. Seven kids. And it's just one of these, like, because, uh, you know, modern families coming to an end, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's going to fill that gap. It's going to open up a, a gap for, for a little sitcom about, you know, a modern family with a, this is going to just be, a, a, you know, a, an unconventional... Postmodern family. Family, yeah, with, with the, yeah. But just the, 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 the brainy bunch. And I think it, it, you know, we 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 went quite far. I mean, I'm, I'm, and and you know, I think it, it could. Have, we don't have a network now. It doesn't have to be HBO. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Um, the scripts in development. Uh, well, 
I know that Gwendolyn is ready. I'm up for it. So if anyone hears this, call my agent. We'll make this happen. The Bramie Bunch. How did these two unlikely partners hook up? Seven children. They all look... Okay, anyway. <laughs> they, they, well, they met, and there was this sword, and, yeah. was, and they could have a whole backstory. Yeah, and he's... Yeah, it, 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 I can see it happening. I mean, it might not be for everyone, but, you know, in, in this golden age of television, niche is, is the key, right? You find mm-hmm. your niche. And I think this is a real niche thing. Perfect. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure speaking oh, with you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Bramie Bunch coming so next season. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back next week with another great episode. We'll be talking about Black Mirror with creators Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones. See you next time. Thank you.